You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session nine. So, so grateful to you for being here. I love this session because I feel like we really go back and forth between some mindset and strategy and execution. And I think it's just so important to see that like they all really do fit together and all of it together is really what is going to ultimately get us the results. So I think just listening for that and paying attention to how those are the pieces of the pie that kind of have to fit together in order to really be able to move forward and get results is really, really helpful here. And so just as you're listening, pay attention to how, you know, we kind of are bouncing between all three of those, but how all of them come together in a really beautiful and important way. Hope this session serves you. Here you go. Perfect. How you doing? Um, it's we. I'm like in Groundhog Day mode. Like I feel like today is the first Monday of the year. Yeah, like, it still counts. Last week totally. was just like such a hot mess in so many ways that I'm like, okay, this is the week that I was expecting. Yeah. Last week. Well, I feel like last week you were like, oh, the snow should be gone. It'll be fine. And then it turned into like a shit show. Yeah. Oh my gosh, total shit show. And I know that like last week's intention was like ease and like all those things and then I feel like by Friday I was like um there were like certain things that I just had to get done like I had to record my love note I had to make sure my Instagram posts were like scheduled for the next couple of days um and I was like not feeling well (laughs) and I I was like I still need to get these things done so it was just like I ended that day being like I did it but now I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. and so I was like that was not the ease that I was going for but like you know, sometimes that's just, that's what it looks like. Um, so I'm hoping this week is like a little more balanced. Totally. And actually, like in even a reframe that I would have for you there, and this is like how I kind of think about it sometimes, is like sometimes ease is just trusting that I'll get done what I have to get done. Yeah. Like, I like that. You know, like, because that's really what's beautiful about that is you knew you had those things that pretty much like kind of had to happen. I mean, not that you couldn't have just mm-hmm. not, but you know what I'm saying, right? Right. It was easier to have them happen than not have them happen. <laughs> 100%. 100%. And when when you can just trust that like you'll get it done despite a crazy week, despite losing power for multiple days, despite like that is real ease. Like that's sustainable ease. Do you know what I mean? So I think this is a really important point that I want to drive home, which is that ease is not always about it feeling easy, right? Sometimes ease is about trusting yourself to get it done. And so ease doesn't mean everything I do feels easy. I always have a ton of time for it. And like, I'm never rushed. It never gets crammed in. There's never other things on my plate. Like that's not really ease, right? I think there are times in our business where that happens, but life also happens, like is happening with Michelle. So where ease really comes in is trusting yourself to get it done. So she can have a crazy week, but knowing that she got her non-negotiables done at the end of the week, maybe that wasn't like the easiest week, but there can still be ease in knowing you'll show up for that, you'll get that done. And that's where a lot of the, you know, stress and anxiety can come down in our business because we just trust that we'll figure it out and handle it. Right. And even when I say get it done, like that, that could even mean move it or take it off the plate or whatever. But the ease is really in that self trust piece, really in knowing that you'll do what needs to be done. You'll make the best decision for your business. And so even in a situation where it doesn't feel the easiest, there is so much ease because there's not that stress and tension and anxiety about like messing something up or um, not believing that you'll get it done, not knowing that you'll show up for yourself. And so really reframing that can be super helpful. So we don't feel like we go through these weeks of like, oh my God, there's no ease. And then there's ease this week. And then there's not like, that's just when shit feels easy, right? But ease can always be present. Yeah, for sure. And I think like in my head, I always equate ease with like feeling good. And it's like, sometimes you just have to do it. Exactly. (laughs) 
And then you can go back to feeling good. And it's like, you know, Friday's vibe is not how I would want to live all of my work days from here <laughs> totally. on out, right? And like, if that's how I'm running my business, I need you to like put a hard stop to that immediately. But um, yeah. And it's funny because like Thursday felt so different because like, I think part of it was like, it was so nice to have Mila back at school and to like have power and internet back. And I had three like calls that day. And like, I was really excited because it was like evidence that like, I can do three calls in a day and still feel really good about that. And so that felt like really good. And then I got to my tasks on Friday and I was like, oh. <laughs> well, and right now it's so dependent on how you're physically feeling too. Yeah, that's so real. And I'm like, I feel like we're almost turning a corner, but I haven't felt that corner start to turn yet. Yeah. So I think that's like, again, ease might not come from feeling great right now, but ease might that's come fair. from acknowledging that like, some days are going to feel way better than others in first trimester, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I keep reminding myself, like, this is temporary. This is just a season. Yeah. It's not always going to be like this. But dang, when you're in it, it just feels like it's never going to end. Mm-hmm. Totally. Especially because you kind of don't know when it's going to end. <laughs> right. It's not like right. you're like, oh, on January 17th, I will not feel nauseous anymore. Like, you don't really – like. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, like, there's a little part of me that's like, the day that I wake up and just like don't feel nauseous anymore, there's going to be a part of me that's like, is everything okay with this baby? Because, sure. like, you know, when we had our miscarriage, like, I did start just like feeling instantly better. But I also know that that doesn't have to mean that that's like a sign of loss. So it's like, totally, you know, I get to have that little like mindset moment with my brain where I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't have to mean this thing, even though we've had this experience. So, yep. yeah. So it's like a blessing and a curse. Good problems <laughs> still feel. And I feel like you're almost – I mean, there's some like irony here, right? But you're almost getting the lesson you asked for. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we always though? Isn't right? that how this works? <laughs> yeah. What What is that saying, right? We don't get what we uh, say we want. We get what we actually want. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what was that lesson? Was that you can handle this all. Like you can navigate these crazy times, even if things go off the rails. The business doesn't have to. Like I think you've officially had the initiation into that, right? right. <laughs> initiation by snowstorm and power mm-hmm. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does that and it sure? like? Yeah, for sure. And I, I can't remember if we chat. I don't even know what happened. I feel like I like know what happened last week and also don't know what happened last <laughs> week. Um, but yeah, like I was able to like move a client call, which like normally if I have to move a client call, it's for really legit reasons. Like we don't have internet. So like mm-hmm. literally cannot talk to you. And yeah. our self-service was like basically non-existent. And I was like, this feels like a like a problem of just like dependency on communication streams. But that's a whole other other thing. So, but yeah, no, I survived. I did the thing. Well, and and it's not a problem. It's just how it works. And if someone has to move, they have to move, right? Right. Mm. right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, and that like felt like the smallest problem of like, you know, how are we going <laughs> to stay warm? Like, not only did I survive moving a client call, but like I survived a house that was like 50 degrees, just like freezing. <laughs> And, yeah. like, we all were, like, sleeping huddled in a room together. Like, it was just, like, an experience. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, what is this? Um, and we were some of the fortunate ones. There were folks here without power for, like, five days. And I'm just like, that sounds awful. Yeah. Awful, awful, awful. So, yeah. But I think so the takeaway is, like, there's ease and trusting that you'll show up even if it's crazy. True. And it doesn't have to be that crazy. I'm like, dear universe, we don't have to do that one again. That was enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like that, yeah, like when we take that to mean and I trust myself that if something like this ever happened again, it's fine. Like that's where all yep. of our power comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It doesn't yep. mean I want it or I call it in, but the idea that like it's also fine is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for right? sure. I and I feel like the universe loves to teach me these lessons in a way that makes me go, okay, cool. Thank you. I got it. I'm good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. But yeah, no, that's so true. Like I Got handled him. it. I could totally handle it again. We're better prepared this time. We bought like little LED lanterns so we don't have to like light candles all over our house and hope our toddler doesn't like set the house on fire. So, you And know. I feel like that's such like – I mean that's obviously such a um, small life example – But it's so relevant to what we're doing in business, which is like 
shit happens. And then every time we learn a little bit more and get a little better prepared and trust ourselves a little more for the next time. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you know, so true. the, the takeaway is like, okay, we need these LED lights or whatever. And in business, the takeaway might be like, oh, okay, I actually want this set of content planned actually two weeks in advance instead of one week or whatever. But it's just mm-hmm. like seeing that as the win is the lesson in it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think the <laughs> the thing, the like mini lesson here in my business is like when I planned my content out for the holidays, I had it all set up to go through this first week of January yeah. or at least part of the first week of January because then I was like, I'll be back. I can like then get back out and like do the things. But then, you know, mystery snowstorm hit. And like sometimes you just like – I had several weeks of content like ready to go. And like sometimes totally. you just can't plan for the things and it's okay too. Um but yeah, there's always like a little way to just make it a little better and a little easier for future too. Yes. So what does that look like for you this week? What makes things better and easier? Um, That is a great question. So one of the things that I feel like I need to do is like go through and kind of like prioritize because I'm feeling like my base camp to-do list is like pretty long, even though some of the things are more just like reminders and not so much like to do with a deadline kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I need to like go through and prioritize stuff because otherwise my tendency is like I'm just going to try to do get everything done so that I don't have anything on my to-do list anymore. And I feel like that's just not easeful. <laughs> like that's just like hustle. Um, and so like really prioritizing like what what needs to get done like this week and like how can I – I've just been thinking about like how can I set my schedule up in a way that's like this is the time that I have to do work and what gets done in that time is that. Like similar to sort of like a nine to five schedule except that I'm not working 40 hours a week. Um, And then like obviously there's like the essentials that have to get done like my love notes and like posts need to be scheduled but I can get ahead on some of those things again so that there's not as much pressing need with those things. And I'm also in the process of handing over some of the like content scheduling to my VA. We're like, we're we're like, um, I'm like creating a system around that. Um, and I'm meeting with her this week, and she should be able to take hopefully one more post off my plate. So that'll limit the less posts I have to worry about in real time, the better. Yes. Um, and if we ever have a snowstorm or some power outage or whatever, then there's another human who is also capable of like finding yeah. content and just putting it on the interwebs. And yeah, so that's totally. also a really nice gift of having that human in my corner too. Um, so yeah, I feel like I just rambled a lot, but prioritizing the to-dos. Yeah. I mean, I think like the biggest thing there that comes up for me is almost like acknowledging to yourself that you don't have a business where you're going to be able to zero out to-dos and, like, right. how can that be okay? Yeah, Because um, yeah, yeah. that – it's actually, like – I feel like you almost – the only way to do that is to have, like, a business that's not growing or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, I don't know how people do that. Like, mm-hmm. the the way to actually have, like, a growing, thriving business is to know you'll probably never zero everything out. You know what I mean? I am sure that I have talked about this on previous seasons, but just wanted to really dive in again here because I think it is so important. And I think that it is one of the biggest traps we fall into as entrepreneurs, which is this idea of trying to zero out our to-do lists. There is always more to do as an entrepreneur. There is always more you can do in your business. And you know, you do want to be thinking long-term and some of those things don't look like a perfectly checked off item on a to-do list. And so this idea of trying to zero out all the time, what I think it really does is not only stress us out, but it really puts us in that position of being a worker bee in our business versus a CEO. Like as a CEO of your business, you will probably never be able to zero out your to-do list. Sure, you can come from the worker bee mode and be like, okay, today I have to get these things done and then the to-do list is zero and then tomorrow, same thing, da-da. But that doesn't really put you in a long-term growth mindset. That doesn't really cause you to think bigger. It makes you just get really, really invested in hurrying through tasks in your business. And so just really wanna give that perspective that zeroing out, it should not be the goal. And most of the time can't be um, if you really want to be growth focused and to be 
you know, thinking from that CEO place. And so if you've been feeling that pressure, I really, really encourage you to do the mindset and the practical work around that, because that will be a game changer when that's not what you're chasing in your business each day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think like I got to a really good place at my nine to five with that too. And so like, yeah. I know that's like, and I think the difference with my business is like this stuff is usually like really exciting to me. So I'm like, I want to do it all. But then I know that that eventually leads to like the hustle of like feeling like I have to do it all and like just being able to give myself the flexibility and and um, discern between like, am I doing this because I'm excited about it and I want to be doing it? Or am I doing this because I feel like I have to? Um, and then not getting to a point where I like do, 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 do. And then I'm like, wow, now I'm just exhausted and burned out because that's not the goal either. Well, and I think that that's where like prioritization and planning come in, mm -hmm. right? Like I think if we're just going based off of like whatever happens that day, we're pretty much always going to get to a point of either like not getting the things done we want to do or burning out. Like there's right. rarely like that middle ground we're finding, do you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's really important to see where it's like that doesn't actually equal flow either. <laughs> right. That usually equals like a pendulum swinging back and forth between mm -hmm. like burnout and like didn't get done what I needed to get done. Yeah, for sure. And I think like this week my focus is like getting back into a system. So like usually I record one to two love notes a week so I can easily go back to recording two love notes a week, which will start to get me out. Um, my VA was able to pull content from last like February and I'm – one of the things that I want to do is like review that because I'm going to use that to like reschedule some of that content. Um, so like I'm making it easier to like do my to-dos also so that yeah. mm -hmm. there's like less decisions and there's more process to them and eventually like I can just fully hand some of those pieces over too. Do you feel like you know where those fit right now? Like is there time for like – is there like time for systems or time for content or time for clients or like what does that look like right now? Um, I tend to – so there's time. I tend to add it to my calendar and then I like – I tend to do it in like hour – usually hour-long blocks. I'll be like, you know, um, schedule content for IG or like review posts from February or whatever. Um, I think the thing that's like making it challenging right now is just the like the physical piece of like mm -hmm. not feeling well. And so normally – I would just like make myself a cup of coffee, sit down for that hour and do whatever I needed to do. But like, you know, if I feel like I'm about to vomit, that's <laughs> not really like – so I'm just having to like move those things around a little bit more um, and like play it by ear more than I like normally would. But in a, like in a different setting, it would have a time on the calendar and I would just honor the times on the calendar and the calendar would still have enough spaciousness that I wasn't like – overwhelmed by all mm -hmm. the things that I was trying to get done. So are you doing that right now? Like if it doesn't get done for whatever reason, because you don't feel good or whatever, you're just moving that block kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically. And so it's really about like deciding like what can and gets to be moved if I need to versus like yeah. what are the essentials of like this has to get done, mm -hmm. mostly for my sanity or my VA's sanity. <laughs> right. Totally. So what what's feeling overwhelming about that right now then? Is it just like too many blocks or like what feels like the tough part there? Um, honestly, I think I just need to like sit down and look at it and just be like, okay, this is what like I'm prioritizing and it might be that like some of the things just like have to wait too. Like so I know like a while ago we talked about creating that like partner – Mm -hmm. um, like document and that just like hasn't floated up as a priority um, and like some of that might just be because I'm not feeling well and then we had the holidays and I was trying to get stuff together for that um, and it doesn't feel as like pressing because I don't think that that's the thing like keeping me from getting clients right now um, and so I think too it's just like getting okay with like lingering to do's and things that might like last a little longer because I feel like right now what I want to be prioritizing is my content and systemizing it so that I can hand a lot of that over to my VA. And then I can like – like what we've been talking about, focus on creating content that is like what my people need. Mm -hmm. um, 
because I know that the like nurture content is like covered and taken care of. And I have a lot of really great posts about that. Um, and then I can just work on that, um, which will make my life a lot easier because then I won't be spending time being like, this gets scheduled here, this post, whatever. And I feel like I'm just like on the cusp of that. I'm like very close. What comes up for me there is almost like looking at it through almost like to-do categories versus mm-hmm. specifics. So mm-hmm. like the partner doc as an example, like that might fall under the like category of like follow-up and conversions or something like that. Okay. And so what's nice about kind of categorizing them a little bit is that you're prioritizing within the category as opposed mm-hmm. to – like the universe. Everything, you know, because that is when it gets really overwhelming where it's like, yeah, it's hard to line some of those things up. It's like, does the partner document come before I reach out to my VA about this thing? Mm-hmm. Or like, it just feels very like, like you're comparing apples and oranges and it doesn't make yeah. sense. But that may be a more helpful way to do it. And it's also, I think, a more sustainable thing to keep on your calendar where it's like, there's mm-hmm. always a block for like, follow-ups and conversion conversations or something Mm -hmm. every week. But what you use that block for is probably always going to change a little bit. Like, you know, how Mm -hmm. we talked last week about building out a follow-up process. So it's like, okay, that goes in there. So maybe that comes before the partner thing, but I'm only really prioritizing those two things as opposed to everything. So this idea of grouping to-dos into categories can be really, really important, not only for time management, but like really for prioritization and moving your business forward, because it helps you touch all the areas of your business that you need to. What I find is that when we don't think about to-dos and categories, what we sometimes do is default to the category that is easiest or gets done the fastest or that we find like that we like best and a lot of other stuff gets pushed. But when you know there's like time for sales and time for uh, content and time for clients and time for like CEO tasks or whatever, it really, really helps you to touch all pieces of that business, of your business. And then it really also helps you to prioritize the tasks within those, right? So you don't end up doing 30 content tasks, but getting nothing else done, right? And that's where a lot of us get stuck is it feels like, wow, I'm just working on the same stuff over and over and I'm not getting to these other areas. And this is really the solution to that. So making the time to kind of think about your calendar and your to-dos in these blocks of categories can be really helpful, especially if you kind of don't have super structured time in your business. Like Michelle right now has a lot of space in her business. And so having more structure to it is what is actually going to help her touch all of these and be really, really intentional about that. Yep. And would like a category like that also have the actual like follow-ups yeah. as part of it too. So it's like priorities, like follow-up, well, follow-up sheet because otherwise I don't know who I'm following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus follow-ups and then partner doc. And what's nice about that too is that then the priorities almost immediately reveal themselves because it's like mm-hmm. if I have six clients to follow up this week, nothing's more important than not. So those all happen and then maybe the system gets pushed to next week no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I only have one follow-up I'm doing this week, then I have plenty of time to do the system. And so I make that work. So it almost like makes your decisions for you just by putting them in categories. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. And so like um, similarly, I would have like a content creation block and my love note would be the first priority there if I'm not like ahead on love notes. But if like I needed to write like sales posts or objection posts or whatever, then I could like focus on doing that. Or at least like exactly. I tend to write those on a whim when like they I hit get inspired, but I could like collect them into a place and like edit them and have them ready to go basically. Exactly. Um, and that way too, like it it never feels like you're completely overwhelming yourself with all of these little things from everything. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I have an hour for this. And so obviously it's love notes today. The rest can wait. Like it's it's the decision is made, right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I can play with like scheduling it that way and see how that feels and sort of figure out too like what the other categories are. And I think like, again, 
some of the like to do's that I'm like really in right now is like playing catch up from the holidays. So like normally I have my Instagram posts scheduled out like a week or two at minimum. And right now I'm like, <laughs> make it to this day. And then I have a couple, like I scheduled them for over the weekend, but I have to like schedule another one for tomorrow. Then I have my left out Wednesday, but I do have like categories for most of the day. So I like know exactly what needs to get posted, which is what's going to make it easy for me to hand that process over to my VA um, eventually and hopefully sooner rather than later. And that's what's nice about time blocking in like categories versus things because it's like then for you, you don't feel like you missed something. Like you're not like, oh, mm-hmm. now I'm catching up and da da da. You're like, no, I use that category for exactly what it was supposed to get used for this week, which was to catch up. Like it feels more intentional than like things just keep getting added to the plate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and then it doesn't feel like my time is like all just like disappearing under a big pile of to-dos, but rather right. like I always spend this many hours working. It's just like the things that I'm working on change. Yep. 100%. And I – I'm able to prioritize them and really trust the prioritization because of that. Like, but I'll yeah. end every week knowing that like there was time for content and follow-ups and client calls and team and whatever. And you feel like mm-hmm. it's almost like kind of gives you that feeling of like, like check the box and completion more than like yeah. this constant feeling of never getting it all done. Yeah. But it's like not based on the individual tasks, but like the yes. conceptual mm-hmm. process. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And this is a good kind of foundation because now I can look at my calendar for the rest of the week and like play with this and see how that feels. What's also kind of nice about it too is it shows you if like you're being realistic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like, you know, if you said – I'm just making something up, but it's like if you set aside two hours for content each week and you're constantly never getting that done, it's like, okay, we have – like we get to relook at this. Like, yeah. Our, do our expectations versus the amount of time we have actually make sense. So it kind of also helps you like reality check yourself a little bit more there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting because like with my content, I kind of have already been doing that because I tend mm-hmm. to just put like IG content and that can look like pulling posts or like editing like comments or whatever. Um, but I hadn't thought to do that with like the other things, which is how these like some of these to-dos are just like, chilling in the base camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time I look at that list, I'm like, <gasps> except that when I actually start to read it, I'm like, first of all, most of these are not actual to-dos. Second of all, like I haven't missed the mark on anything and the ship is still sailing. So we're yeah. okay. Exactly. And that's like, you just almost want to set up a system that reinforces for you, the ship is still sailing and we're okay. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Right? So that's this as opposed to like, <laughs> fuck, like how is this all not getting done each week? It's like, no, all of the important facets of my business and the most important priority in all of them got done this week. Amazing. Yeah. I'm like picturing myself like on a boat, like in the like cabin, like laying there and then just running outside being like, is the ship still going? Right. Moving? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Not a good vibe. Not a good vibe. No. <laughs> Plus, you know, the, the seasickness and all this. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I already have enough of that. We good. We good on that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, that feels that feels doable and good. And like I said, I think this is just one of those circumstances where I just need to sit down and look at it. And like I didn't have a ton of time to like sit down and look at much of anything last week because I was either like with a toddler or just focused on staying warm or, you know, like wrapping up the, the actual things. So like this can be my week of slowness and intentionality yeah. and like easing back in. Yes. hundred percent. And you know, again, like there's no rush. You still got done what you needed to get done. And I think right. that's what you have to keep reinforcing is like, and I didn't fuck last week up or anything. Like I really right. did get those things done. I'm so mm-hmm. proud of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like then ended up taking the whole weekend off. Like I didn't work over the weekend. And like, that's typically what I like to do just because, well, one, <laughs> nap time is like quality laid out and close my eye time right now. Um, but it's also just nice to have the weekends off and get to spend that time with my family too. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't want to set up this thing where it's like 
the business competes with the personal time. We want to set up this thing where each week I trust that I'm going to show up in the business and get done what I need to get done. And Mm -hmm. that's where my ease comes from, right? Yep. For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. What else is on your mind? Um, I don't know. This is like an on my mind thing, but something interesting that's like started happening, which I feel like is a good sign. It's like people are recognizing like, oh, she's like trying to do this thing um, with her business. But like a lot more people, like mostly like closer like friends and family, really my family have been like starting to like share their opinions on like what I should do with my business to like try to help it grow. And I'm sure this mm-hmm. is like, um, what what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, a, it's not a coming of age, but it's like mm-hmm. a rite of passage. Rite of passage, for yeah, Entrepreneurs yeah. Mm-hmm. or like all the people in your life that love you are like, oh, like you should do this. Like one of the most recent suggestions was like, I should start a nonprofit. And I was like, I have no interest in starting a nonprofit. That's like not what I'm trying to do here. Um, and so I like see that as both like a good thing and just like I have to be really careful with my mindset of like, because I've I've had to like reinforce like, no, my business is working. And so it's been just a really interesting conversation of like how to have that with folks when they like, you know, I don't have the tangible results that like someone would expect to be like, oh yeah, it's like working. Um, and so it's just interesting. It's like the universe is trying to get me to be like, no, it's working. Like, thank you for your recommendations and suggestions. And also like, I've got this. So it's just been an interesting I think what comes up for me there, and I I don't know what the context is, so you can give me that, but, um, like, you don't even have to tell them it's working. Mm. (laughs) Like, I think you have to work on that and believe that, but I think, like, that's not even an explanation you, like, owe Mm. anyone kind of thing. Um, Yeah. Because I feel like that almost puts unnecessary pressure on you then to feel like there is this way in which you have to prove that or show that or something. Yeah. Versus it's like you can just not want an opinion because you don't fucking want an opinion. (laughs) True. Like, you know, or like you can just be in the weeds of whatever you're in without having to be like, I'm only allowed to not take this if – Mm. I can show you this, you know? Yeah, I like that. I think that reminder is important because I do think like that's something that I'm struggling with of like feeling like I have to prove something to folks. Um, And I think there's like a small part that's like exciting to be like, oh, like look at, look at the ways in which this is working. But like that's not why I'm building this business, you know? 100%. Um, And it's almost too easy to, like, have our ego get attached or excited about that as opposed to, like, the things that we really want to focus on. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, I'm already doing the things that I want to focus on, which is, like, helping women in their infertility journey and, like, making it easier for them and helping them feel less alone. Like, all those things are already happening. Literally, if I, like, never got another client, which, like, of course I will. But, like, those things are already happening. Mm Mm-hmm. And that that could be enough. Like you could be like, I already feel like I'm helping women. I feel great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Or like, interesting. Thanks. I'll take it into consideration. <laughs> like whatever. But it's at, like, I think anytime you find yourself having to be like, okay, and like, how do I justify to them it's working? That's when you're like, nope, red flag. I don't, I don't owe anyone that. The only person I owe that is myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the hard part is, is like, I think folks are just, like, looking out for, like, they just, like, want to make sure that, like, I'm financially secure and safe, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when they don't see that coming through the business, they're like, what, like, are you okay? What are you doing? Um, And it's like, we've been fine, but it's, like, hard to, like, and I don't have to explain that, but it's like, yeah, it's okay that you can't see it. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) listen, your your people want you to be safe. Like it's there's right. a good reason behind it. You know what right. I'm saying? Like that completely makes sense. And what as humans we sometimes uh, go about trying to ensure that in other people in ways that are less mm-hmm. than helpful. So that's right. fair. But I think that it's just kind of like it's almost like what we talked about with like the client pr- like lower my price, don't lower my price. It's like 
you backing your decision. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. what they probably need to hear from you more than they need to hear, like, the specifics of how you plan to generate the cash or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's more like I fully back that, like, I'm on the right track right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like for the most part, that's what I've, like, found myself saying. It's, like, never enough for them (laughs) because they're, like, uh, Asian. Um, But that's, like – I f- that's why I was like, I feel like the universe is like making me like reinforce the mindset yeah. behind this of like by having to tell the humans in my life that like care most, like, no, I am on the right track. Even and then me being like, oh, like what comes up there? This is something for me to explore, right? Um, so that's another lesson that I've just noticed has been like pretty present lately. Or you just tell them you don't want to talk about it right now. (laughs) That's true too. Like not that you shouldn't look at your own mindset, but I think like what I always notice with mindset sometimes is that like there's a way to look at it and then there's a way where we almost become masochistic about it. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like, oh, okay, how can I like get in the right headspace to be able to handle this or whatever? And like sometimes the answer might just be being like, hey, like I so appreciate how much you guys care, but when you're asking me that question every week, I don't know if they are, but like whatever, when you're asking me that question every week, like it actually like gives me way more anxiety than support right now. And I kind of just need to set a boundary here for a little bit while I navigate this. Like you don't have to almost like put yourself through the mindset ringer every time. So I think this is a really important topic, which is that You know, sometimes we can become a little masochistic with our mindset, but the truth is we don't always have to put ourselves through tough situations to grow. Sometimes we just need to set a boundary. So like the example here of like, you don't have to prove why your business is successful to others. Like, sure, is there some mindset work in that? Would that be, you know, a growth opportunity to think about how you're talking to other people about it? Sure, of course, but also, you could just set a boundary and not have to deal with that shit. And you know, that that also can require mindset work too, right? But the point is sometimes we feel this pressure to put ourselves in through the tough thing or to have to deal with the tough thing in order to like have some mindset growth or prove to ourselves that we're willing to do that. And while I think there is a time and place for that, I also really believe that sometimes it can be self-defeating because we're trying to do all this work in so many ways that it really, really hurts our capacity for focusing on the things that are important. This thing in terms of like what I say to other people about my business is not that important. So I don't want to focus so much mindset and energy on it when I could be turning that attention elsewhere. So just a reminder, you don't always have to pick the tough thing in every case just to push yourself to grow, even if you see an opportunity there. You really want to be careful around what your capacity is and where you want to put that energy and make sure it's going to the right thing and not do it just for the sake of like, you know, whatever, that kind of masochistic, like must put self through tough situation kind of energy that we can get into sometimes. Yeah. And that's a good reminder. Like, fortunately, it's been mostly just like one-off conversations. Mm -hmm. So it's not like constant. But if it was constant, like, yeah, absolutely. Like being able to set that boundary and being able to – and I think that's just a good reminder for me too of like I can say I don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. if I ever feel like it gets to a point where I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Especially because right now, like if you think about like you took two weeks off, you had the crazy week last week, you would have like – you're almost going to be in the least convicted right. place. Because I'm like just wrapping my head around like, what am I even doing? Right. Because you were like, I've almost been away from my business for three weeks. Like, what am I doing again? Who am I? What do I do? Right. Like, right? right. So I think it's just like noticing those times too, where it's like when you're kind of in that, like maybe like least, you know, strong mindset convicted mm-hmm. place and you're getting that question, that's just going to be the perfect storm. I'm like, I come imagine ask it's me about my business after to, I get another client. <laughs> yeah, or like very parallel to like an IVF journey. Yeah, of like there are sure. certain questions that hit differently at different times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so I think just like being really like intentional about paying attention to yourself and where you're at too and like being able to communicate that. Like this might be the exact wrong time for me to have this conversation mm-hmm. because I just – had this crazy week last week, but I'm going to circle back with you next week to 
let you know more about this or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And I even think about that too, like in the context of like sharing with folks about my pregnancy, like yeah. earlier on, like when I would share about it, like people were really excited because they've been like waiting for this too. But I'm like, I'm not ready for your like next level excitement. Like I'm still processing what this yeah. means. Like, um, and so like knowing when to share and when not to share. And I yeah. feel like this is like similar to that. 100%. Like by the end of this week, you might feel totally different in that kind of conversation because you feel like you're kind of back in the flow and you're getting your rhythm and whatever. Yeah. And then that's fine if you want to engage in that. But it's just like, it's okay if there are times where you're like, this is not the moment we're yeah. doing this, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Good. Yeah. Feel good. That feels good. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Um, Tell me about – uh, last week, because I know we said like your only job is like make the offers, and I know you had the calls. Some of them got rescheduled, some of them didn't. But just give me like a little rundown with where you're at there. Um, so I had my calls. I, you know, like made made offers. Like I, we had the conversation about like what it would look like to like with the clients to like continue working together, and I made sure that they had that information, and then um chatted with the girl on the free call about what working together could look like um, and she was going to take some time to think about it. Um, she also had the like price concern that a lot of my folks do and um, we're working on speaking to in, in content. Um, and yeah, I feel like all of those calls like went really well and like now it's just like that was going to be my next question for you is like now it just feels like a waiting game of like – you know, continue to do the things, obviously, but I don't feel like normally my question at this point is like, what else should I be doing? But it's like, I'm doing all the things. So um, <laughs> my real question is, how do I manage this waiting period while I wait for these cute clients to find their way to me? <laughs> well, I think what's really beautiful about what you just said is like, you're like, even though it seems small, you're changing the energy dynamic around what's mm -hmm. actually going on, right? Because old you would have almost gotten into that, like, and this isn't quite the right word, but like desperation kind of energy. Yeah. Of like, around what like, else? What else? What else? Yeah, like more. There has to be more. I'm not doing enough. Da, 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 da. And like that energy translates in your sales process. And so mm. even just seeing the difference of being like, oh, I'm in a place of just believing I've done enough and that I'm working <laughs> on the rest. Like, yeah, that could be enough to change the game. Oh, that's exciting. Because <laughs> what you're kind of saying with that is like, I really believe this was enough. And what you were saying before mm. is like, I really don't believe I've done enough to get the client. Mm. So I feel like that's almost the way to play with the waiting is like, you know, I mean, you know, the other things like you're writing the post more, you've already started that, whatever. But mm -hmm. like actually coming back to like, and I've done enough that they are, can be a yes and they know enough that they can come to me kind of thing, right? So I have been in business, gosh, over six years now and teaching sales for the vast majority of it. What I know for sure to be true is that the energy in your sales process matters deeply. I think that this is one of those things that is so annoying in some ways because we kind of don't want that to be true, right? Like it would be much easier if it were just true that like someone gave me a script, I said it, it was fine, right? Or someone gave me like the exact follow-up emails I should send, I do it and it works. Like I totally get the desire for that. But the truth is the energy behind all of that will matter way more than the context of what that script or email said. And so that's why coming from a place of enoughness versus I always have to do more is so important. Like, is the energy feeling really, really good? Do you feel like, you know, like I have done enough and I feel really amazing there or in your sales process, are you constantly feeling not enough, need to do more, whatever, because that will translate. So really being able to play with like, what energy am I bringing to this process is so important because that is also energy that people will feel when they're in that process. And so it doesn't mean don't do the practical things like send the follow-up and, you know, have the sales call, but it means don't focus on the practical things so much that you turn 
into this kind of frantic, must do more, must add more kind of energy. Do the things with the energy of this feels good and this is enough. And I promise it will feel so different for you, but it will also feel so different for the people coming through that process. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think that like feels true. It's like, I'm not looking for anything else to do. Like, I think what I'm doing is sufficient. I think there's always room for like improvement and tweaking, but like you said, we're, we're doing that. Um, and so my goal is to like continue to schedule the calls. Um, I think I have three more spots left for January. Um, all my Which spots is amazing. This week. We're not even halfway through January. Mm. I know. I only have three more spots left. All my spots so for this good. week are already full. So, and knock on wood, they won't like reschedule or cancel again. Um, although if the folks last week hadn't rescheduled and canceled, then I wouldn't right. have gotten to meet with this awesome woman on Thursday. So also, you know, it would have been my, like you rescheduling and canceling because oh my God, yeah. so much rescheduling and <laughs> yeah. canceling. So it like worked out perfectly, of course, as it always does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think like obviously like I'll continue to like work on the objection posts and things and I might send a couple more of those your way because it's just like helpful when, it, when I'm like writing what feels like edgy content for me to just have another human be like, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't this doesn't come off as like weird or crazy and like not not in like a yeah just like I never know how that's gonna like translate to another human yeah. so it's just nice to have a human read and go oh this is this is real off mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> or like this is on point um and otherwise I, I guess like my focus can really be then like prioritizing these to-dos and like chunking out my time in a way that like makes that feel manageable. And I think, you know, even just like it, I mean, this is like the cheesy thing and the hard thing, Mm -hmm. but like believing that these clients can convert. Mm. Yeah. Like, again, it's that energy piece we're talking about where it's like so easy after you've had a disappointment or you've heard an objection or whatever to get in that place of like, well, there must be something else I have to do or this isn't enough or whatever. Yeah. And so like I think like such an important part for you is coming back to like I'm working on objections, but I believe they could convert today, this week, mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have evidence of that too, right? Like I have evidence of clients converting without me handling these objections. Exactly. Um, I do think there's like a part of me that's like still a little nervous, which like I know that I can handle this, but like I'm still a little nervous about – you know, like someone's this is this is where I always get weird in the sales process, and I know I'm not the only one. Um, but just like believing the yes is like, and I think it's because it's like partly like you know not wanting to be disappointed, but I also think that some of it is like the trauma of my infertility journey, like creeping totally. into that part of my life, right? Of like nothing feels certain, um, and I can't trust the good things. The trauma of Which, disappointment. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, so hence embrace as my word of the year. Yeah. Um, and so like – and then now too with the added layer of like having to like – just not having to. That's not the right word. But like disclosing my pregnancy to them and like knowing yeah. that that might add a layer. So I'm like, well, shit. Normally I'm just freaking out about this anyway. <laughs> now I get to like throw a little wrench in the system and see what they want to do with that. Okay. Let me – tell me if I'm coming – off in like a very um, insensitive or misunderstanding way here. <laughs> Got it. Go. But like, what if that wasn't the wrench? What if that was like the inspiration they need to hire you? Like, cause they're hiring yeah. you cause they want to get pregnant too. Like, yeah. And again, I know there's so much nuance to that and I'm not trying to be insensitive to the fact yeah, that it's yeah, of yeah. course triggering when someone else is pregnant, but like, like, you see how for you it feels like that's going to be a barrier for them. But like what yes. if we shifted that to them being like, oh, my God, I want to be in her energy. I want that. Like you have mm-hmm. the literal results I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> right now, give me that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the thing that I like need to hold on to and remember too. Because I think like, yeah, like pregnancy announcements are really triggering for a lot of folks. Right. But like they also like – don't have to be bad. Like it can be okay to be triggered and you can still like move through it. And that's like what I'm teaching. You can still be triggered and be inspired by that person or want that. I think this conversation about 
people that trigger us and hiring them is really important because what I find to be true is that we often hire the people that do trigger us. And so not making that wrong is huge. Like it doesn't mean no one will ever be triggered by something you share, right? But often that is the reason they're hiring you. I see this in the online space constantly with like the money conversation, right? People are always talking about how they're so triggered when other people share you know, what they're making or their money wins or whatever. And yet they're hiring those people because they truly do want that. And so I think it's just really important to remember that sometimes we make that really wrong in our head. Like, oh, this will trigger someone so I can't, so I shouldn't, so it's bad. It's like that good girl conditioning in us, right? But what I really wanna share here is that sometimes it's okay to be like, this will trigger someone and that might be great. That might be exactly what, you know, calls them to step it up in a different way, or that might be what offers them a mirror of something they need to look at. It doesn't matter, but we don't have to be the good girls that don't trigger anyone. And in fact, the trigger is often why the hire happens. So I think it's just really helpful to see here as Michelle navigates sharing the pregnancy. I think it's helpful if you are a coach and find yourself seeing that in ways in the online space, or if you find yourself holding back because you're scared, like, well, I don't want to share a money win or something because it might trigger someone. Again, it's because we're making it wrong. So I just really want you to reframe that and work on not making that wrong, but normalizing that sometimes that will happen. And it doesn't mean it stops the sale. In fact, sometimes it helps the sale. Yeah. And that's like what I'm teaching my folks of like, holding space for those hard feels, but then like finding your okayness, whatever that looks like on the other side of it. Um, And so who knows, like maybe the humans I'm attracting, like they're like, no, I want to be able to like move through this without it being like (laughs) a constant problem in my life where I have to avoid every pregnant person, which we know is like literally impossible. This isn't comparable, but I think it's an important point where it's like almost like people in the business space get really, really triggered when some people share numbers, but they still hire yeah. those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always like hired they coaches still... that I was triggered by. That was like, yes. like my guiding force to be like, this is a human I have to pay attention to a little bit. <laughs> Bingo. So like, I think this could be that, like almost mm. seeing it as like, this could push them over the edge in a positive way. This could be that, like, mm. this doesn't have to be a wrench. This like almost gets to be potentially part of the reason why they say yes. Yeah, for sure. And I keep thinking too about like when I have conversations with folks, like, you know, when you have had multiple losses, like showing up and going at it again is like really freaking hard. And like, I know that the the girl I met with last week was literally like, yeah, I was just drawn to you because like your energy was just like so positive and good, even though you were going through this really hard thing. And like, she basically was like, I want to figure out how to do that. Yeah. Um, and the reality is like pregnancy after infertility is not easy either, but it like yep. is made so much easier by having support and the right tools in your belt to like manage all the feels because then otherwise you're just in another spiral, which is like where nobody wants to be. Yeah. So I feel like your brain right now just wants to argue for why it's not going to work because it doesn't want to be disappointed. Oh, for sure. And my brain of just course, loves right? to make things overcomplicated. It's like her favorite activity. Yeah. She's so funny. And so like your job right now is just to argue for why it will. Like maybe mm-hmm. if they're triggered by that, it makes them buy. Maybe I've never had to overcome those objections and this is just icing on the cake. Maybe I like, mm-hmm. like it's almost like how can you play that game with yourself a little bit where you're like, yeah. can I argue for all the ways this will work, mm. which yeah. is effectively what you've had to do in your infertility journey. All the times it seemed like it didn't have, di- wasn't going to work or didn't work, you had to keep arguing for the possibility, right? Mm. Yep. I the number of times that I told myself, like, but what if this is working? What if this baby's okay during this pregnancy has been next level? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's a good reminder to just like bring that into my business too. Mm-hmm. What if this client is one day away from a yes? What if this mm-hmm. person, you know, hears about the pregnancy and that makes them want to sign more? Like, I think it's just like mm-hmm. playing that game with yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally play that game more. And just, I think too, like also not overthink it. Because like what you said earlier about like we get into the mindset stuff and we're just like 
it becomes like masochistic of like, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to like drill my mindset down until it's like whatever. But it's like, then you're just creating shit because you're like, I don't know what to fix. So I'm just going to like make some stuff up to fix it. Totally. And then you're like down six rabbit holes and you decided you've had like, you have 30 money mindset blocks or whatever. And it just gets wild quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like the reason we do that is because like people are like the energy of it, the energy. And you're like, my energy needs to be better. But it's like, what if it's already good enough? And that's the what if question. (laughs) And the irony is like the way it's good enough is deciding it's good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like we don't fix bad energy by like looking at all the shit we're doing wrong. (laughs) Right, then it's just more bad energy. It's just bad energy, right? The way we fix it is mm-hmm. by being like, it's exactly what you said when I said earlier, like, how are you feeling about it? And you're like, I feel like I'm doing enough this time. That's mm-hmm. the energy shift. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all working and it's all enough. Yep. So it doesn't mean we're not still going to work on, like, the objections or whatever, but it that's, like – an icing on a cake that's not, not like necessary. that has to happen first, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, and like we said, like I have evidence that like that wasn't happening and people were still signing up too. Um, so yeah, that's a good reminder. Good. Okay. So prioritize to do uh-huh. try to categorize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Start just Back to basics. Like, don't try to go crazy with your to-do list or whatever. Like, try to just, like, get the bare minimum done in a more, like, systematic way this week, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Without it having to all be Friday afternoon. Um, And then just play with the mindset. Like, I think that, like, you know, again, not in the way of, like, drill this whole mindset's keeping you stuck, blah, blah, but more in the way of, like, this week will just feel better and my energy will just feel better if I really keep making myself right this week and arguing mm-hmm. for why all these calls that I'm getting are signing as opposed to the opposite. And that's like all you got to do. Yeah. I like that. I also and like it, yesterday sat in my journal and like wrote a like decision list around things like, you know, deciding that I get to be paid the amount I want to be and like so deciding good. that like me being pregnant doesn't have to like repel clients, but in fact yes. brings them in. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe I'll add that to my certainty list and just make it a habit to, like, review that um, and, and like, let that be enough, right? Like, make it easy of, like, this is my, like, mindset check-in when I'm feeling uncertain or I'm feeling wobbly in my business. Just look at my list. Exactly. So good. All right. Well, keep me posted. I will put this stuff in. Have – an ease-filled week. Thank you. You as well. <laughs> and remember, ease is just that you trust yourself to handle these things. You did what you needed to do last week, which is leveraging into this week to do what you need to do, which is like trust the clients. Like it's all coming together, even if it feels messy in the process. <laughs> yes. And it's allowed to be all kinds of messy. <laughs> 100%. The process means nothing about the outcome. Like the process can be messy. The outcome still gets to be what you want it to be. So this is something I talk with clients about all the time. And I will say that I see clients growing really fast, really do adopt this mindset because it's so important, which is that the process can be messy and the outcome can still be great, right? Our work is not to create stories or barriers that say the outcome only comes if the process looks perfect, right? And when I see clients make that shift and they're willing to be like, oh, this looked messier than I thought it was going to, but I still got this amazing result, it gets so much easier to grow in business. When you feel like the process absolutely has to look a certain way to get a certain outcome, it slows you down so much because you spend so much time trying to perfect the process instead of just moving through it and let it kind of be what it is. I'm not saying never improve systems, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just saying like, sometimes we're gonna have crazy weeks or crazy things happen, or we're gonna you know, have to do it last minute or whatever that is. And when we can make that okay and decide that that doesn't have to mean anything about our outcome, we're constantly moving forward. When we make like a tough week or a challenge or whatever in the process mean that we can't have what we want, it puts us back in that perfection mode and it really, really can 
stick us for very long periods of time because we're so focused on perfecting the process that we almost let go of caring about the outcome. Plus, we're creating stories and barriers about why we can't have it. So just really, really want to encourage you and have that be a big takeaway from this week is that your process can be whatever it is. It can be as messy as it needs to be. And the outcome can still be fantastic. Those two things do not have to correlate as strongly as we make them sometimes in our brain. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Awesome. All right, keep me posted. I'll talk to you in base camp. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.